prepare for a whole new sporting experience. This is Sports Planet. The Dutch national men's football team is regarded as the greatest team never to have won the ultimate prize in world football, the FIFA World Cup. The team has played in the final three times only to fall short in 1974, 1978 and 2010. The greatest honor Dutch football has ever earned was when they defeated the USSR in the final of the 1988 UEFA European Championships. It is almost impossible to mention all the names of the incredible players that Dutch football has given the game with the late Johan Cruyff, Marco van Basten, Ronald Koeman, Dennis Beckham just to mention a few. However, Dutch football is currently struggling. The Netherlands did not qualify for the European Championships last year and may not qualify for next year's FIFA World Cup in Russia. This situation is a cause for concern for Dutch football fans all across the world who are used to seeing the iconic orange jersey synonymous with total football now experiencing total collapse. Welcome to Sports Planet, your premium news and magazine sports show. Today on the show, we'll be hearing from Dutch football legend Ruud Hullet about the problems of Dutch football and many other issues around the modern game. My name is Tunde Kweki. We'll take a short break and we'll be right back. Nineteen eighty-seven FIFA World Player of the Year Ruud Hullet is unhappy about the current state of Dutch football. The Netherlands did not qualify for the 2016 European Championships are in serious danger of missing out on next year's FIFA World Cup. The former AC Milan and Chelsea midfielder feels that a lot needs to change if the situation is to improve. This is Sports Planet. Now the most difficult part is, is that uh, from young age, 16 years old uh, players go abroad. They go a lot to England. Uh, they don't have any first-team football. A lot of players never had first-team football. They get on loan somewhere. So they missed like four or five years of football that they could be a regular in the Dutch competition. Then these players don't have uh, senior players who can guide them into become a real pro, like I had with Johan Cruyff. Then we have a lot of teams, I think that five teams or something like that in our Premier League that play on plastic turf. It's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, it shouldn't be happening. All the youth in Holland, they all play on plastic turf and they don't know anymore how to play on grass. And I think that that's, that's a bad thing. Or everybody has to play on plastic or not. So the good thing is that last year in France, the, their uh, Ligue 1 and all the professional players, they decided not to play on plastic. That's a good decision. And they should have done it also in Holland, but they don't. How impressed are you with Antonio Conte, though, at, at your former team, Chelsea? He's, he's quite an entertainer just to even watch him on the touchline. Yes. The good thing is that every coach has to do it in his way. I love the fact that they do it in their way. That makes it also interesting for football in general. Till now, he done well. I think for me, the best thing that he done is Conte. And the reason why... Hazard plays so well is because Kante is taking a lot of work of him uh, because Hazard needs to, you know, get his attention more to attacking than only to defend them all the time. 
So therefore, Kante was in, in pos- was was an important player for uh, for Chelsea. And just uh, on one of your other former teams, AC Milan, um, a lot of changes there. Chinese investors have, have yeah. come in and take over. Uh, where do you see AC Milan in in in, in the hierarchy now, and, and how long until we can see them back winning the big trophies again? Yeah, the biggest problem in my days, uh, the money was in Italy. <laughs> now the money is in England, so everybody's or in maybe England. China, <laughs> or in China. Uh, so therefore, it is, you know, it's like a, you know, like a moment of, you know, that they they have to see what they can do in the in 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 the in their own division in the Serie A, how they get the money back to the Serie A. It's sad to see stadiums are not full. Uh, a lot of, you know, everything is live. You can see live on television, so people stay at home. The stadiums are old. You know they need to, to they need to you know to renew the stadiums. But you know as we all know, Italy as a country is also not in the best shape. There is no money to rebuild stadiums. You can see a, b- a good example: Juventus, for instance, they have a new stadium and it's always packed. They never had a full house when they were in Della Alpi in the old stadium. Never ever. On they had something like 25,000 maximum, maybe thirty, in a stadium capacity of seventy. And now they have a new stadium with new facilities, and all the sun is packed. And that's why they are also the best club at the moment in the city. So there's a lot of things going on. And Milan wanted to do the same. They had a plan to build a new stadium, but uh, they have been rejected. I think also the place they were, they, where they wanted to do, was not the best choice because it was in in, in a, an area of a lot of houses and things like that. People don't want to have a stadium close to the house. So therefore, uh, Milan is yeah is trying to regain a little bit of of that period that I have in the 90s. But it's going to be difficult for them. And now, of course, it's Chinese investors taking over AC Milan. Yeah. Their influence has has grown so quickly, and, and yeah. now that we see not just players at the end of their career, but you know, top Brazilians who are in the Brazilian team going to play in China, is this a good thing? The thing is, is like uh, they need, you know, when I just came to England, uh, also the the British of the English, they try to get more influence from foreign players in order to get their standards up. I remember beginning Cantona was there, Ginola, Burkamp, myself, Klinsman were coming there to, to rise. So that is the same thing that they try to achieve because as a country with how many billions they have there? <laughs> and they never, I think they qualified once for a World Cup. So I've been there, uh, I think two months ago, I was with Rijkaard and Van Basten and myself went to China to promote football in general. I was there with the man in charge of the government to get a new system into the Chinese football because in China you don't have football clubs. So therefore for the youth there's no way how they can play football. So they now they they want football to start with the schools. So they have something like 110,000 uh, pitches that have to be built <laughs> at the, at the schools. And also, you, we need to re, um, how you say that educate also teachers in order how to deal with kids, how to teach them how to play football from the beginning on. So there's a lot of work there, and they need examples. They need players that you know they can relate to. I'm sure anyone listening, Ru, to, to your voice can hear the enthusiasm you have for the game. Do you have a desire to return to coaching? Would you ever coach the Dutch I national team? I had the possibility, yes, to become a. a, a, a uh, an assistant coach also with the national team but 
happened certain things that uh, were, I was not very happy about. Uh, a lot of people are leaving the federation at the moment, so that for that reason I, uh, I decided to, to wait. I, of course I want to do it in the future. <laughs> and so I want things to be in order first in, uh, before I step in that. That was Dutch football legend Ruud Hullet. Sports Planet will be right back. Stay tuned. And here is where we bring down the curtains on today's episode of Sports Planet. You can send me all your sports views, questions and comments on Twitter or just follow me at Babatunde Koiki. And for more sports stories from all across the world, please visit www.completesportsnowandjira.com and you can click on the Sports Planet button on the website to listen to this episode or previous episodes of the show from our podcast archives. Before we go, let's tell you that Portuguese international superstar Cristiano Ronaldo has confirmed that his girlfriend Georgina Rodriguez is pregnant with his fourth child following months of speculation. Ronaldo has only just welcomed two new additions to his growing family following the birth of his twins Mateo and Eva in June while his oldest is seven-year-old Cristiano Jr. Well, I'm sure you can think of all the jokes about prolific goal-scoring footballers all by yourself. On behalf of our production crew here in our studios, my name is Tunde Koeki, wishing you all a wonderful evening and assuring you that the planet is listening. Welcome to the planet.